This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homestyle Radio. Hello everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Now, seeing as it's getting closer to Christmas, I thought I'd practice some of my Christmas cracker jokes on you. See what you think. And do feel free to pass them off as your own, especially as I've copied them off the worldwide Google internets. Right, here we go. <laughs> I've got my girlfriend a wooden leg for Christmas this year. It's not a main present, it's just a stocking filler. <laughs> oh, very good. Here we go. Here's another one. What do you get if you cross Santa with a vampire? A frostbite, of course! Oh, very good, very good. And finally, why does Mrs. Claus not have any children? Because I only come once a year! Oh, saucy that one! Oh, very good. There you go, a hat-trick of fine Christmas japery. Now, if you love jovial banter and hat-tricks, you'll love our next guest... Unless, of course, your name is Wayne Hennessy. You'll hate this. Here we go. Merry Christmas. Okay, behind this advent door is... It's Danny Butterfield. Hi, Danny. How are we doing? Not too bad at all. Was my introduction enthusiastic enough for you? It was a bit... Yeah, that was a big point. It's this phone reception. No, not really. I'm, all right. I'm devastated that you've, you've pestered me on a Sunday night. I was chilling out from a Christmas Sunday night, and now you've interrupted me. Oh, good shout. Yeah, it's Christmas, isn't it? Yep, you're right. Have you, um... <laughs> Don't say that. I've got to you. So, mate, we're just going to take you through... Um... I've got a few questions based on um, just general general football career stuff and, and your time at Palace. And we'll also be getting Christmassy as we go as well. Uh, hopefully it won't keep you too long, but uh, we'll see we'll see how much I overindulge. Because um, it is the season for that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so you started your, uh, started your career at, uh, at Grimsby, um, which I think yeah. you were a midfielder at Grimsby, if I remember rightly, when we, when we signed you at, at Palace. But was that, that's your hometown club, isn't it, that you came through there? Well, yeah, I um, I lived a, I lived about uh, 45, 50 minutes away from there from, in Boston. But I um, yeah, I, I think I had a, a pretty good game against Palace at Grimsby. When I was sort of playing right right midfield. And I think yeah, uh, Grimsby actually beat Palace that day. And I think it sort of the interest maybe sparked from there. I remember getting a phone call from Terry Bullivant back 
uh, that's that following summer when I was out of contract at Grimsby. Well, not offered a new deal at Grimsby in time, so I was available on a free, basically, and that's, that's how it all came about. I didn't realise we got you on a free. I, I do now. That's that's a that's a bargain. Um, so you you got it, you come to Palace uh, in, in in 2002, um, yeah. and obviously over over time we converted you to a to a right back, and you pretty much made that spot your own in, until Kleine sort of came through, and saw some incredible stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, did, when, I suppose when you joined Palace, did you ever imagine that you'd be there as long as you were? No, I mean, I think. Uh, I was actually a bit scared to actually leave a small place like Grimsby and move to London. It was like quite daunting. Obviously, I've been there and played, but to to move there as a as a 22 year old, thinking, you know, is it, it, am I good enough? Is it is it the right club for me? Should I be doing it? But um, no, the minute I turned up and and started playing, it was like I didn't envisage being there eight years. But to be honest, I wish I was there longer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't envisage being there that long, but uh, had some great times and great promotions, and played with some great, great groups of players and great dressing rooms, which um, will always be with me. And obviously, you, from, from what we've been told by everyone, were a huge part of that dressing room. Where did that that come from? And I'll talk, tell you a little bit about what Darren Ambrose said in a while, just before, just after you've answered that. Uh, but but where did your sort of your sort of dressing room camaraderie type personality come from? I don't know. My, dad, my dad's always been a joker. He's always playing pranks on people or winding people up or um, being the one that does something daft to make other people laugh. And I've perhaps inherited that. I always, uh, I think that a lot of dressing rooms became very uh, serious with the, the more important the games became. And I think I always took it upon myself to lighten the mood a little bit and do something I don't know, do something to make all the lads laugh so the tension was sort of eased a little bit. And it might be my way of dealing with pressure, I suppose. You know, some yeah. people nowadays whack their headphones on and sit and listen to music and don't speak to nobody. But I would sooner um, mess about in the dressing room before the game and build up to perhaps ease the nerves a bit. Yeah, Darren Ambrose suggested that it was a bit of a shock because he'd, he'd played with you uh, when you were on loan at Charlton, which presumably you'd done something wrong to offend someone at Palace when they sent you there. But... Um, that, that, that was, was a joke. Not, yeah. That was mainly no, no, a joke at Charles' expense. Yeah. Did he? <laughs> 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 um, but he said uh, you were quite quiet when you were there, or at least not the, the Danny Butterfield he found out that you were when he uh, when he joined Palace. Um, again, was that was that simply because you were at Charlton? Well, when you're sent there on a secret mission, you can't go in there <laughs> and be in the life and soul of the party and then drag them down. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, in fairness, I joined them and they was all but relegated. So I, I went there and I remember Neil Warnock saying to me, Butts, um, we need to get a player out to get a striker in. And uh, no other club wants anyone except you. So you're going to have to go for me. But he said, you'll start next season, the first choice right back. So it's just a case of needing to go to like, get a body in. And I thought, yeah, that's all right. That's my Palace days over and done with. So I obviously went there on loan, come back pre-season, and he stuck to his word and said, no, 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 you're my number one right back. Oh, so it's a bit of a weird one, really. But, 
Yeah, it's sort of like being sent away as a naughty schoolboy and then brought back out, <laughs> brought back and said, that, you know, you've done your job, you can come back and, and start playing for Palace again. So it's a bit of an odd one. I can see where Ambrose is coming from, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, just, uh, that's, yeah. Obviously, we weren't aware that that was that was how that situation came about. You play for uh, you know, a, a, I guess a, a couple, well, a few managers um, there. Who was your favourite? Um, I suppose you've got to be a bit careful in case Dougie's listening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I um, I I really enjoyed playing for Neil Warnock. I thought he um, his man management as regarding getting everyone to run for a brick wall for him was was brilliant. Um the success we had under Ian Dowie was was really enjoyable. Um I think I wouldn't necessarily say it was always the manager, it was the, the group of lads in the dressing room. I mean under Neil Warnock with Sean Derry, Clint Hill, Paddy McCarthy, Matty Lawrence, Alan Lee, um but we had we had a proper a group of lads that were fighting for the shirt week in, week out. I mean, I remember we got to the Premier League under Ian Dowie and it was, we had an influx of foreign players and it proper upset the um, the dressing room feel from what got us such a brilliant run to get us promoted through the playoffs with the likes of Popovich, Derry, Real Arty, um, Bray, Routledge, all the, the boys that got us promoted and then you see the next season a load of foreign boys turn up and uh, whether they have the the club running through the veins like everybody else did to get to get us there, it's sort of hard to swallow when the dressing room gets pulled about a little bit. But um, yeah, definitely played under. I'd say Warnock and Dowie were my um, my favourites, I suppose. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about that because obviously we've seen well fairly recently when Palace initially went up under Holloway and they did so much business in the transfer window brought in about seven or eight people yeah it was only when i think pulis came in and returned to the squad that got us up that we actually started playing yeah. football getting results you know there's a there's a lesson to be learned there in trying to keep that dressing room spirit i guess yeah it, it was the exact same with under, under Ian Dowie, to be honest we um i remember we signed uh, the two boys from inter milan uh ventilla and sarondo um, yeah. Then I mean, Nicola was out for a long time. Then we signed Torgelli, we signed signed Gabor, signed Julian, signed um, Cavidas, Ivan Cavidas, wasn't it? Oh my days! Yeah, want to forget? But no, he was there. As well. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I think the only reason he signed for us was so, so we had someone to watch when it was international duty. Because <laughs> he never played for Palace. That no, you really didn't. I think he might, have trained, he might have trained three times in his time there. Might have been. Wow, wow, that's not a surprise. But uh, yeah, yeah. So like you say, mate, when that happened under Dowie, after Christmas, we all started. Um, the, it was basically the team playing again that uh, got us promoted, and it sort of seemed to gel a little bit, and it seemed more, more fighting spirit amongst the boys. But yeah, it's a tough one once you get promoted. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, so going back to your, you, you mentioned pranks that you like to play. Is there anything yeah. that you can tell us that's one of your favourites? Um, I'll tell you what I did do at a, uh, I don't know if it was end of season or Christmas party. I think it was Christmas party. We, um, so everyone's sat down at the Grosvenor Hotel. Everyone's playing, uh, everyone's chilling out and um, everyone's at the meal. Simon Jordan's going round table by table and just sitting down having a chat with everyone. And um, I really like Simon. Great great guy really 
people have mixed opinions on him, but I um, thought he was a really generous guy and Palace through and through. So um, I think once I'd got my feet through the door at Palace, we shared the love for the club, I suppose. But yeah, so it's Christmas party. He's come around the tables and he's come and sat down next to me. And um, we're chatting away. And he goes, right, uh, says like the, the girls and that are on the table. says, right, I'm, uh, I'm going to move on tables. Enjoy your night, blah, blah. And he leaves his mobile phone <laughs> on the table. Right. So um, my eyes lit up straight away. So I um, get, get on his mobile phone, scroll down to Neil Warnock and text him, text Neil Warnock, I need to see you at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> and... Um, Everyone on the table is going, no, of course you haven't just sent that. You haven't just sent that. No way. So we're all watching Neil Warnock, who sat the complete opposite side of the room, answering his text message and seeing Simon Jordan, the other side of the room, going around tables. We must have been thinking, what on earth is going on? So anyway, night carries on for about 20 minutes, half an hour, and the uh, the host gets on the stage and says, uh, right, could everyone have a look round? Uh for a mobile phone, Samsung, blah, 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 or whatever the phone was. And um, I've obviously picked the phone up and stuck it on somebody else's table. <laughs> it's carried on. And he's got his phone back. Yeah. After about 20 minutes later, um, you see Simon Jordan and Neil Warnock chatting, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Simon Jordan walked straight over to me and said, <laughs> don't you ever touch my phone again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> straight away with me. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. But just to see Neil Warnock's face, it's like it's like uh, someone had whistled to a dog and you see his ears prick up and look around for, for the chairman and just say, what? Half a date meeting? He's going to get the sack after the Christmas party. <laughs> oh. well, well, Simon Jordan that sat with Francis on his birthday, didn't he? So, you know, he's got four. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Yeah, it didn't surprise me. So that's that's one of a few. Um, I've uh, stuck AJ's trainers to the floor after training. With when he's had to try and get his trainers on and they're super glued to the floor. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that. Sean De- Sean Derry. Um, he went to went up to Central London to meet his mate. He'd, his mate from Nottingham was coming down. It's the first time he'd uh, come down to London from Nottingham. And he was meeting Sean Derry. And Sean Derry was going to bring him back to his, show him his flat that he'd just rented out. So me and AJ shot into Bromley, into the pound shop, and bought a load of uh, massive knickers and <laughs> massive bras and balloons and everything. And covered his, uh, covered his convertible car that was parked at uh, Beckenham train station. And um, went and hid behind, um, went and hid behind uh, the... Well, parked in AJ's car down a side street and waited for him to come out of Beckham train station to find his car all crushed. That's another one. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. love it. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, well, you know, it's, obviously everyone took it in the right spirit, I guess, but uh, I love well, it. Well, yeah, I was Sean was showing off of his convertible BMW to his mate and finding it all trashed, and then he was, like, looking around for us. So, yeah, those are just some of the things. I sort of seem to you seem to forget that we were footballers at the time. People probably knew who we were. Yeah. <laughs> I can say if, I, if I'd walked past that scene, I don't know what I'd have done. That would confused the hell out of me. Yeah. That's it. Wait, it's, it's either playing pranks or being down the bookies, I suppose, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, it's You've got a spare time. Shop, you could spend ten pound on big knickers rather than losing fifty pound on a bet. Use the math. <laughs> As the old saying goes, um, <laughs> uh, I've completely been derailed now. I don't know what on earth I was going to talk about next. Um, I suppose the Christmas period is a good thing to talk about. Uh, have you got any um, uh, matches in particular? Because obviously we talked a lot about how difficult or, well, how challenging it is as a, as a footballer in Christmas because you've got an awful lot of games. Are there any games that stick out to you uh, for either good or bad reasons over that Christmas period? Yeah, I remember scoring at Sellers, uh against Norwich and 3-0 win. Um, I can't remember it being like a long-range a long range shot and running the length of the pitch because my mum was down for Christmas. I think she was in one of the... Um, the boxes, so I remember running to the other end of the pitch uh, on Boxing Day. But as you know, I didn't score many. Yeah, that was my next question. What on earth happened there? <laughs> I mean, obviously, our current uh, one of our current goalkeepers was in goal that day for Wolves, Mr. Hennessy. Um, and you know, yeah. he's uh, he needs reminding of that, I think, of the fact that uh. That you came along and smashed a hat trick. It wasn't just a hat trick, though, was it? It was a perfect hat trick. You know, yeah, I mean, I've never never really spoke about it since it's happened, to be honest. So it's it's the first time I've ever spoken about it. First time I've I've not even seen it back, to be honest. Not for uh, not for about twenty minutes, anyway. It was crazy because we had um, typical Neil Warnock. We had a fiver side in. Uh, on the Monday, I think, and um, me and Alan Lee played up front, just jovial way in, in training, and um, he kept passing, and I kept putting in the net, and it was going on, going on, and then Neil Warnock pulled me after training and said, "Well, it's Klein, he's turned down and moved to Wolves, so he's going to play right back, and you're going to play up front with Alan Lee and Darren Ambrose. And um, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He went, no, 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 you are, son. You are, you'll play up front, and you'll score. And I was like, Okay. Yeah. All right. So I didn't think anything of it. Turns up to Sellers. He's written the team on the on the board, and I was playing up front. And I was thinking, what on earth? Anyway, it's a free hit. I remember Sean Derry laughing at me, going, "But what are you doing up there?" And um, and Clint Hill, Matty Lawrence, was all laughing. Anyway, for the first forty-five minutes, I don't think I could have played any worse. I don't think you remember the game. Oh, it was <laughs> terrible. I don't think I think I was miscontrolling it. I was thinking, ah. Oh, all I was thinking was, if he subs, if he makes a sub, please sub Pliny off and put me at right back so I can at least redeem myself a little bit. <laughs> but, um, remember when we started the second half and obviously got the first one and then it was just like, no, it was just ridiculous. It just kept kept going and Big Alan Lee was causing Jody credit problems, running around with his head strapped up. And then um, I was just gambling on the flick, so... Yeah, it's just sort of happened really quickly, and I still it still bamboozles me now to think that it really happened because it did happen in such a short space of time, and everyone on the pitch was just laughing. It, it still didn't seem real on the night. <laughs> everyone was just laughing in the celebration. So yeah, I've got to tell you, it wasn't just on the pitch. We were we were in hysterics in the, in the yeah. crowd as well. It was just, but I mean, obviously in a great way. We was you know you, you know you're a hero at Palace. You know, really popular player. Everyone was so made up for you doing that but it was also really really funny uh yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah great great yeah. days 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Well, uh, Nick, you've probably got some quick fire questions for me now. We're not for this, yeah. uh, for Danny. Yeah. What's the worst Christmas present you've ever had as a child and as an adult? I think as an adult, probably a soccer annual. You know, he, <laughs> your, your nan actually, just because you play football, thinks. <laughs> Your birthday card's got to be football, and I think just a soccer annual probably about, aged about 25. You think, you know, yeah, I'll look at the pictures of the players I play against. Brilliant. <laughs> but did you, did you ever get present envy with your mates when you were little? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't really remember. Um, I can always remember what that moment if you've got a bike and your mate's got a bike just just pulling up next to him and thinking yeah yeah yours your, yours is perhaps a bit better than mine yeah so, um, <laughs> not really tell me mum and dad that yeah <laughs> yeah I, I got bought a hi-fi once and they were really proud but it was an Amstrad one and I just didn't want to tell them that it was crap but they you know <laughs> hard earned on it what can you do can you do? Yeah, I'll tell you what my dad did once. I'll tell you, I've just remembered. I um, got bought a remote control car from Toys R Us and um, the it wouldn't work. So my dad was like, don't worry, son, we'll take it back. So I remember we took it back sort of up between Christmas and New Year, that period. And um, we got in the shop and the woman said to my dad, have you charged the rechargeable batteries? <laughs> and he went, no. For your dad's pride as well, that's got to hurt. It really has. <laughs> oh, it's never been mentioned since, but I mention it every Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay, what do you normally yeah. do as a family at Christmas? All, all together around around your house, around parents' house. What, what normally goes on yeah. in the Butterfield I tradition? Mean, now, now I'm um, coaching. We get Christmas off in the as an academy, so we um, are now go back to Boston. But originally, it was our family come to ours when I was playing, or it'd just be me, obviously my wife and kids. So quite a close knit thing. But um, yeah, it's nice to feels weird, but it's nice to have Christmases off nowadays and, and spend it with the entire family rather than 
sort of being isolated or stuck in a hotel of a Christmas Day night and all your family and that are back, back home playing cards or charades or whatever it may be. But, um, yeah, being stuck in hotels often a, a pain. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, mate, we're, that is probably where, just about roughly where we're going to leave it. Although I get the feeling we might be in touch with you again for uh, for an interview in the future, maybe a bit more, uh, no, a bit more relaxed, a bit more, a uh, bit more sort of about your entire career. You know, if you've got time, of course. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, do you have uh, anything you'd like? Any Christmas message you'd like to give to the Palace fans? Um, keep keep following the boys. Um, it will turn around. The results will pick up. The uh, they will remain in the Premier League. Keep keep shouting. There uh, you've you've got a tag now being one of the best fans in in the country, let alone the Premier League. So don't let that drop. Don't let your standards drop as supporters, which I'm sure you won't. And um, good luck for the new year. I'm sure you being the twelfth man will um, will drive them on to a a second second half success of the season. Lovely. Thank you so much, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And, uh, yeah, hope to do it again soon. Yeah, no worries. Let me know. Take care. Cheers, man. Thanks. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of the Ho 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 Homestel Radio Podcast Calendar. Make sure you like and share to help us raise funds for the Palace for Life Foundation. I can't do it all myself, you lazy f***. See you tomorrow. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans.